Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is another episode of First Class Interviews. I'm your host, E. Carter. Uh, I have a special guest on this episode of First Class Interviews. I got uh, basically me my first childhood friend. You know what I mean? My first childhood best friend and everything. He's doing big things in the business. Uh, my man, Isaiah Davis, man, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Man, it's... We've been talking about trying to set this up for a little minute, so it's good to uh, finally get you on the phone and, and do this interview and stuff. Uh, it's great, man. I'm happy that you, that you thought about me, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, you know me, man. Well, once we friends, we friends for life. You know what I mean? Definitely, most definitely. So, uh, first of all, for people who don't know who you are and what you do, just kind of uh, break down who you are and, and doing right now. Okay. Well, my name is Isaiah Davis. I am the owner of the Cookieologist, uh, which is located in Dayton, Ohio, on 1106 Brown Street. Uh, we actually operate inside of Butter Cafe, um, which is a, a cafe that works in the morning time. We use the strength of night to produce freshly baked cookies. We also produce packaged cookies and milk alternatives for our city. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That milk does look good. I've been meaning to try it, man. <laughs> One day I might have to come down there and I might have to start using that to get my day started instead of this tea. And the milk is awesome, but I mean, it's, it's an alternative to, to, to dairy. You know, some of us are actually used to drinking a lot of what I drank a lot of growing up. I don't drink it anymore um, because I found out that this works better for me. But it's just, you know, the alternative to what we're used to having. Yeah, and that's and that's funny how you kind of brought that up. How uh, you used to drink a lot of milk when you was younger, but you don't do so now. I'm um, not. I don't know if you're familiar with the show. I am athlete. I, I don't think I am actually. I don't think I am. All right. Well, it's a bunch of ex players. They have a couple of guests. You know, some ex football players, basketball players. Uh, got Chad Johnson, Brandon Marshall on there, and okay. uh, they got this little thing that they that pops up like all the time. It's called Ocho versus Science. <laughs> and uh, Brandon Marshall is one of them people that you know, vegan, um, different uh, meat alternatives, dairy alternatives, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Chad Johnson, like, nah, <laughs> I've been eating McDonald's every day McDonald's. my whole life. <laughs> and he was like, man, I've yeah. never, I've never broken a bone. I've never did anything like that. And so they get into it all the time, man. Just different little <laughs> stuff about it, like. Because Brandon Marshall always tries to come back and prove his point that it's science. And Hocho was like, no. And uh, one time they was talking about milk. And they were saying the guy, well, I drink a, an alternative version of milk. And he was like, why? Did you drink milk when you was a kid? And he was like, yeah. He was like, well, my, my body can't take it no more. He's like, because you stopped. Mm-hmm. He was exactly. like, when you was a kid, you used to drink milk and was just fine. So what changed? Your body didn't change. You started getting money and then... <laughs> that money made you change, you know what I mean? So it was just mm-hmm. kind of funny that you brought that up because I had just seen yeah. that again um, a day or two ago. And it, it one, it's hilarious, and two, it's like, I don't know, it's it's a little, depending on what people eat, because I know a couple of different vegans or um, people that's uh, trying to be vegan and stuff like that. There's uh, a brother of mine, he's doing a 60-day challenge where he's uh, not going to eat meat, but... You know, he had a meatless burger yesterday and different stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's you know, just kind of funny as we get older. Yeah, your body definitely. I would say mine is changed. I mean, milk just doesn't do for me the things 
I used to drink a gallon of milk, no problem, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, but can't do stuff anymore um, unless you just want to clear out a room or you know, you're by yourself, you know, so <laughs> things change. So you, 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 um, you adapt and uh, you, you do better. So. Yeah. yeah, we do uh, like a, a, a pecan almond milk. Uh, we do oat milk. Uh, we also do a couple other kind of nut milk that we, we, we serve from time to time. Okay. Okay. That's dope. Uh, Everybody, make sure you check it out. You know, before we get out, I'm gonna have you reiterate uh, on that again, just so everybody can uh, either follow you or come come check you out. Um, so, just moving on, what what kind of made you go in to the uh, business that you're in, and why? Like, I know you started off. Um, I know you started off. You had a food truck a couple years ago, correct? Yeah, yeah, I had a food truck. We started doing stuff as a uh, we did breakfast, uh, brunch style food. Um, you know, I've always been in food since I was, I'd say about 12 years old. That story, I was working with my, um, at my church and we would, um, volunteer every year. We had a huge appreciation for the bishop in our church and we would cook for them on Fridays and Saturdays and then have a big turnout for everyone on Sunday. So it all kind of started for me from there, from, you know, chopping onions, cutting carrots, making marijuana. It all started for me there. Um, I loved it, you know. I actually, me and you, we both went to Patterson, and it's funny because at that time I was still kind of undecided about things, and I spoke with my grandfather because I was looking into going into um, uh, the medical field, actually. Mm, okay. And, um, Didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I was looking to go to the medical field, and we had a good talk. Instead, I went to myself, you know, Papa, I love to cook. I'm loving this stuff, but at the same time, you know, I think I might be interested in, you know, being a, a doctor. I mean, I was looking into the field of an OBGYN at that time frame. That's what I was thinking about becoming once I got older. And he told me, real short story, he said, son, he said, two things in this world people will always do. They will always get sick, and they will always be hungry. He's like, but you stick with cooking. He was like, you, you, you keep doing that. That's what's going to work. So I took those words literally, you know, not just figuratively, because um, I stuck with it. You know, I worked a few other jobs on the restaurant, so I even got a chance to work. Um, for a cruise line out in Hawaii for a for a while. Uh, when I came back, um, I tried other jobs because I was kind of burnt out at the time, and uh, nothing worked, man. I mean, I tried customer service, I tried you know retail, I tried uh, all kind of stuff, and, and nothing would work for me. But the moment I got back cooking is when I felt like myself again. So uh, I knew I was going to be involved in food of some way, shape, or form. But now it's on the level of not just working for people. Excuse me. Uh, working for people, but working for myself and building something, you know, for myself and for my family, um, leaving a legacy for them. So that's what kind of took it to that next level for me. Oh, well, that's dope because <clears throat> at the end of the day, that's that's what we're doing all of this for. You know what I mean? We're Well, I'm not going to say everybody because some people are doing it for themselves, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But um, I know a lot of us growing up uh, – that we was kids and now we're adults and a lot of us are entrepreneurs nowadays. And um, in a couple of the interviews that I've had um, on my show, it's always to be, to leave a legacy. You know what I mean? To always leave something for either our children, our children's children, or you know what I mean? Nephews, nieces, whatever the case may be. It's not just for uh, solely just us. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at the world we live in now. Most people that are successful, they set themselves up for those things. It's a yeah. scripture says the wise man leaves an inheritance 
for his children's children. So you have to prepare yourself for, you know, not just you, but the ones that are going to come after you. Because, you know, pretty much you're laying the foundation for them. So I came to that conclusion and, you know, uh, we came across, you know, the Christianologist actually by accident because um, my plan was to, I was looking for another idea I had been working on. And uh, right before COVID started, you know, I wanted to do the other one, but I realized I didn't have the funds to start that business. So I said, well, what can I do in the meantime uh, to raise capital for that idea? And I can bake some cookies. <laughs> and um, it actually turned out pretty well. So it, it's been a fun ride to start. So far. Oh, definitely, man, definitely. And um, I'm just mad because the one, the one time I was down that way, <laughs> I think y'all was uh, closed at that time because I didn't have the hours for one. So I was like, oh, man, we right. I'm like, we right around the way. I'm like, let's pull up and get some cookies real quick. You know what I'm saying? Show some support and some love. But uh, definitely that's on my things to do uh, to come down and try to get some. Matter of fact, my daughter's birthday is coming up, so I might have an order. <laughs> oh, definitely. Put an order in now, man, tomorrow. Ahead uh, of time, and then 50, 50 time, you want to come pick them up. You know, they come out of the oven fresh, but you know, that's that's what we do. That so yes. they don't get they don't get uh putting the oven to your order, which is kind of cool, you know. And oh, yeah. Give you an experience, so. oh yeah, that's definitely dope. Um, and it's just funny how um, like I like I said in the beginning of the show, man. Like me and this guy right here, man, we grew up together, spent the night over each other's houses, played played football, basketball, ran track. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten especially back in those days and around middle school time, you seen me, you seen him or vice versa. You know what I mean? And uh, even when it came to cooking, like, like the same thing is like, my, I kind of grew up in the kitchen as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how my mom was and she stayed in the kitchen, home cooked meals yeah. and stuff like that. So <laughs> I wasn't one of those kids that was like right there next to her, but I'll watch from a distance. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, what you do with yeah. that? Like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And then um, as I got older, she used to be uh, in charge of uh, kind of like a little convention that we had at our church to where, okay. you know, they had a, it was a 20, we, well, it was a 21 day fast. And then after the fast, we have like a big event to where now everybody can eat and festivities and stuff like that, music and all of that type of stuff. So she was in charge of all of that. So, Duly noted, that means I had a job to do. <laughs> so I wasn't in charge of cooking, but I was in charge of being over over the food. So I had to make sure that, you know, food was hot, ready, uh, the trays was full, you know what I'm saying? My workers was okay. And and it's just it's just funny how life takes us in different directions. Cause at one point in time I thought about going into food service uh myself, because I did that with her for a couple of years. And I'm like, yeah, this is not that bad. But then once I decided to try to get into it, I'm like, oh, well, they're not going to start me off as a manager. <laughs> I'm going to have right. to start at the bottom. I'm like, nah, I ain't trying to be cooking nothing. I just want to be over the people. <laughs> like, I did a good job managing, like, <laughs> making sure everything was ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, freshly prepped and, you know, like, okay, how long we got on this chicken? Because we running low. We got 10 minutes. Okay, look, we got 10 minutes. Just give me a second. We'll have a, a fresh pan out for you. But it was cool, man. And sometimes it's uh, those childhood experiences that we come across, uh, whether we see them then or not, 
kind of help define who we end up being um, as we get older. So I think that's uh, I think that was a dope story that you said, man. And in this way, man, I'm glad you listened to your to your grandfather, man, when he told you to stick with cooking. Uh, he, he was absolutely correct. I think he knew my makeup. Um, he was a brick mason. Uh, he, he did. He always told me he wanted me to find something that was, you know, less stressful on the body. So I tried to find something that's less stressful. I mean, it could definitely be stressful on the mind, still stressful on the body, but not nowhere near what we were doing after we were laying brick and blocks. So it was oh, definitely, definitely a, a change of pace. But yeah, I'm happy I listened to man. And it, I, I believe it, it's uh, it's growing on me. And I've been it for over 15 years now, so I imagine you know, it's something I still have to do. So still that passion. Hey, that's dope, man. I'm glad you kind of chose this career choice, man. I'm glad to see you doing a lot of big things. Um, just a, another quick question moving on. Uh, I know you've been on a long journey. Like, you know, like you said, you you kind of dabble with a couple other things. You had a food truck. You've been a, um, a head chef. And just and then now you're the owner of Cookieologist, and now you're doing now you're in this field right here, which is all which is all about cooking, but it's you know a little bit different than what you've been doing. Um, what are some of the ups and downs that you've had just during this journey, like overall? It's so many to choose from. I would say you know when you start off in this industry, you like you know you bright eyed, bushy tailed. You just want to learn, you know, uh, learn what you can learn from people. You deal with so many. Um, when I first started off as a PF chain, I was one of the first ones I ever worked at. And you deal with the people that are older than you. You deal with people that are younger than you. You deal with um, all kind of uh, issues that come about, whether it be about your age, race, whatever the case may be. But some of the most difficult things I've dealt with, I would say, is just moving up properly, um, learning from the right people, getting the experience necessary to do the job. I mean, when I first started off, man, especially when I knew I wanted to become like a manager or a chef, whatever the case is, I got pushed to the ringer. Mm. Um, I got pushed to the ringer because I didn't fit the mold. You know, I would have had a chef that tell me a lot of times, like, hey, man, uh, chefs can be some big jerks. I don't know uh, if you're talking about going to the industry, but if you ever got in there, it might be changing up a little bit now, but, you know, mid-2000s, uh, early 2000s, it was jerk. I mean, you know, you would get a lot of praise if you could work 85, 90 hours a week. Um, that's a lot of hours in the restaurant. Yes. But, I mean, it's just the atmosphere, the culture is just it's really, really insane. It's nice and nasty to mouth. But if you can power through all that, you know, you can become something. I know my chef told me I wasn't. You're not mean enough, man. You know, you're not. You can be meaner. You can be a UCL more, spring more, fuss more, throw stuff more. <laughs> And those are things that are not in my character, but uh, I, I just cared about cooking. So, but moving on to like you know, some of the uh, cooks, uh, line cooks, to managers, to a sous chef, to a, to a chef to where I am now, it's just a progression. That's always going to be the hardest part. And, you know, knowing that there are areas that you are in addition in and being able to acknowledge that. Like right now, you know, I'm owner of this business. And there's a lot of areas that I'm not that great in. So I get better. So I have to reach out, meet people that are better than I am at it, so that way I, my, uh, the business can become better. So it's, it's, it's always a process. You're always learning. Uh, you know, and 
you don't always be you're not always successful by advocating a lot of stuff. Sometimes you actually find room for improvement or opportunities to get better at things. So it may not be a success or not. This was not a success or not. Um, and some days it doesn't feel like it, but that's because it's part of the grind, part of the work. But, you know, not beat myself up too hard about things and say, hey, you have a goal, so let's, let's just work on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, one one thing that kind of pointed out that you just said is, uh, I just remember back in the day, man. I used to kind of tell you the same thing, just with like playing yeah, football. Yeah, you did. I think you I'm did. like, I'm like, man, you need to be a little bit more mean. But you used to look at me yeah. like, e, but you're not really mean either. I'm like, I'm not, but I can play mean. You know what I'm saying? I can go off on somebody because at those times it wasn't about being mean. It was like, all right, we need to get something done. And y'all bull scraping, you know what I'm saying? I need y'all to be yeah, on the same yeah. page. I need y'all to be where I'm at. And uh, even now, man, my wife still says it. She like Eric. A lot of people think that you're really nice. I'm like I am. She like man, you are mean. I'm like, I'm like no. I'm like sometimes I gotta be, but I'm like man, I'm nice. And as long as you don't get onto the other side of me, then we good. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people mistake uh, being passionate for being. Uh, Mean, you know what I'm yeah, saying, and and definitely. and sometimes it could just be being mean, you know what I'm saying. I, however you want to take it, and then um, uh man, uh the other part that you said as far as uh the ups and downs, as far as like man, you can start off and and it doesn't look like uh like this is the move, like, and I've experienced that through uh, my podcasting that I do and uh, the beard oils as well. And it's like, man, and I've been doing podcasting for uh, three years now. It'll be four next, this upcoming January, will be. Uh, I'll be entering my fourth year of podcasting. <clears throat> and just in the beginning, it was a lot of nerves, a lot of, I don't know nothing about this. I, I've never really been a huge techie. You know what I mean? I've never been a tech man. Like, have I had video games and knew how to troubleshoot what I had? Of course. You know, you got to figure out how to work your stuff. Uh, but entering the, entering the door of podcasting and figuring out how to edit and work my sound and uh, and stuff like that, man, that was, that was like, new for me. And the, But the one thing that everybody kept telling me was the fact of, like, man, you done had a gift of gab since I met you. <laughs> so if it's something where you talking and people are, are listening, that might be the move for you. That might be your niche. Like you'll figure everything else out as they come. And so um, a lot of my views wasn't, didn't, didn't like transcend to like, okay, this is, this is what it is now. But just over the years, <clears throat> we've, I've gotten better with my craft and, and gotten better with what I'm doing. And you can kind of see, now how it's kind of unfolding now is it where uh i kind of expect it to be at this time no but then i look at people that's been doing it longer than me and and they they ask me questions on what how how my show doing like hey look i listen to your show uh give me a couple of pointers on how you did this because you know i i'm not to that level yet and i'm like well you helped me get the idea to even start what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of funny how that works. And like you said, man, you still got to put in that grind and put in that work uh, on your craft and whatever it may be. Um, and I think that's a good um, mindset 
for anybody that's going into anything, whether you're cooking, uh, whether you're trying to get into the podcast world, whether you're just working your nine to five and just want to move up in your company, um, uh, be a, a a foreman, you, you know what I mean, a, a job setter, a, a tradesman, whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you want to do in life, just know you're not going to go from the ground floor to the penthouse suite overnight. You know, That's you, a very rare very rare for things like that to happen. I mean, there's a few people that that has happened to, but not too many. You know, sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time. Right. I, I started this. I was working. I was an executive chef for a restaurant, and I had the idea because they had a uh, drive-through window that they weren't using. And I was like, "Hey, man, I can maybe I can use the space when we close to sell product out the window that I'm here anyway." You know, uh, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do it." So. But the first, I'll tell you, Eric, man, if I, I got pictures of it. I don't know what I'm going to put it out there, but the first few batches of cookies I made, man, they were the worst things I ever made in my life. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they look horrific, man, horrendous. And I, I had a guy with me, he's one of my, my social, media, social media guy. He was like, Chef, bro, these cookies, they taste good, but they look horrible. I'm like, I know, man, we got to figure something out. But, you know, you just keep, you keep grinding, you keep, you know, mining, you keep, working on your, your craft, you keep finding those resources. And ain't nothing wrong because honestly at this time in our life there's nothing new under the sun. If someone has done it before, it doesn't mean that they necessarily have done it the best, but they've done it before. So you have a foundation. With recipes, you know, I remember your mother making Cornish hens, uh, when I come to your house. I don't know if you remember that or not, I do. Uh, but a recipe when you pull a recipe out and you read it, if you change one thing in that recipe, it is different. Mm. It becomes yours. But you have a foundation. As I say, with, it, with everything that we do, that's how it is in life in general. You, you change this piece here, you change that piece there. Once you've done that, it becomes yours. And you will receive a little bit of a different result than what that person did. But that's what makes it unique to an extent. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, you kind of already touched on it, but um, I'm going to just ask you anyway, <laughs> just in case you want to reiterate it or. Uh, just sure, man. basically, man, if you if it's somebody going into the field that you're going in, whether it's um, trying to move up to be a chef or if it's um, making cookies or owning a business or whatever the case may be, uh, what type of advice would you give them going into it? The biggest thing I would say for anybody to do is to do your research. Um, one thing that I, I, I was very happy about, I happen to run into a few people. Uh, a few chefs that were willing to uh, pour into me. What I mean by that is, like, I had some chefs where I had, like, sat tooth and nail to get information from, which was some of the information I really appreciated once I got it from them, uh, because a lot of them live by this philosophy, like, you know, like the Les Brown philosophy, you got to be hungry. Uh, you hungry, you go get it. But mm-hmm. find some chefs that are willing to pour into you, just willing to just give you information, not because of uh, what, is it, what it does for them, but because they see something in you. Um, that's, that's the biggest thing I would say. Find those people. Look for them. Search for them. Search them out because a lot of times they're not going to be right there. They're too busy working on either their own thing or they're already helping someone else. Uh, but, and, you know, and like I said, it depends on what you look for. For fine dining, for quick service, whatever it is that you're looking to get into, you know, find that person that's already been there and, and just bug them. <laughs> Get out with them. Take them out to take them out to breakfast. You know, 
uh, sit down with them and question them, write your questions down, um, you know, take their time seriously, you know, time is a very precious and valuable thing, you know, one thing you don't get back, but, you know, just, just stick with them. I got a chef buddy of mine now who owns um, uh, Chicken Head, uh, Chef Anthony Head, mm-hmm. and he's been that way. We've been, we've been friends for about almost three years now because uh, I just reached out. I reached out to him, you know, he's a black chef, and I was looking for uh, that. That's another thing as well. Your help may come from who you don't think it's going to come from. Mm-hmm. I put it like that. Sometimes you expect your help to come from certain individuals. Maybe you want to be from your race. Maybe you want to be from your background. It may not work out that way. But you have to accept the help that you receive because wherever it's come from, it still helps. You know, <laughs> it may come from the, the weirdest place you ever thought it would come from. But if it can be valuable to you, use it. But, yeah, I met him, and he had he had eat my cookies and everything. Then he know it was me. And when he realized it, he said, oh, my God, it's you? Yo, we got to get together. We got to figure some stuff out, work together. And we've been, you know, working together ever since then. So, you know, stay humble and, and do your research and find that person that's willing to pour into you. That's, that's the biggest piece of advice I would give to anybody starting off. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I totally agree with you. Uh, same thing here as far as um, the last part that you said, as far as you never know where your help is going to come from. You never know where your, your team is going to come from. Uh, we all kind of go into these different businesses with, you know, an idea and a plan. And it's like, this is how everything is going to work. And then when it doesn't work like that, then you're ready to be like, man, this it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. I don't have the right team around me, the right people. But sometimes, like you said earlier, if you just stay diligent and keep grinding, man, sometimes with you getting out there and networking, you might find the right people. Uh, uh, me personally, uh, I feel like I have a solid team together now. You know what I mean? I, I mean, of course, there's still some some other pieces to work on and things like that, man. But I think it's uh, where we at right now is a good solid start. You know what I'm saying? It's a uh, we're we're laying down the groundwork for for basically for hopefully over the next couple of months we can actually see you know some improvement from all of us. Um, we all do podcasting. This uh, including myself is five of us. And okay. And uh, so now I went from doing you know my own show to now I'm a part of two other shows. So I got the first class podcast. You know my main show. Now I do the interviews now. Um, And then I'm also a part of a show called The C Podcast, which is sports, entertainment, and extra. And then we also got a a football show called The 4-3, 4-3 Podcast. Okay. And those... Oh, yeah, it's on on YouTube. It's available on YouTube. Uh, We go live every Wednesday around, like, between 6 or 6.30. You can check it out there. Um, If not, you can always just go to YouTube, type in The 4-3 Podcast, Trust me, you'll you'll know when you see it. Um, uh, but yeah, it's definitely a, it's a dope show. And then me getting around these gentlemen that also do podcasts, and it's like I'm finding different you know different ways to do to do my thing, and vice versa. We all kind of pick each other's brain and be like, oh well, um, I never use this streaming site. Like, what's the difference? Or do y'all think I should for, adopt this for what I'm doing? And they're like, oh yeah, man, you should do this, but. How did you get this doing? Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just different okay. stuff. Uh, a couple of the guys they they either do or have done 
a solo cast. And it's like, man, that's I don't understand how you do that. Uh, my last interview I did was with one of those guys that's on that panel with me. Um, his name is S. Foster, and he started off doing a solo show. And I'm like, man, I I really can't see how you do that, man. You got to be a little crazy to do that. He was like, definitely, because you don't have you're not picking, uh, you're not bouncing ideas off of nobody. You mm-hmm. really just going into it. You got your little cues and stuff that you want to talk about, and it's just a a rant. <laughs> Basically, you just going going for it. You know what I mean? Um, and it's definitely a special talent, man. We got guys that's in the the graphic uh, graphic design field that's, you know, but everybody is doing more than one show. So it's just, it's different now. So it's like, man, we we in the works on, on something big that I think uh, if we get everything working how we want to, it's definitely going to be dope for the uh, podcasting world and definitely for the the Midwest, the Midwest as well. Um, so with that coming up, uh, I don't know how much detail you can give. You know, I know you're a busy man, but what's what's next man you got anything new in the works any any uh new ventures you're gonna try to try out or yeah man i always got something i'm working on man um right now the focus has been to um we're getting to a point now where the business is um i needed more space (laughs) okay so we're in the process of of getting a production kitchen um set up a couple different reasons why one with this production kitchen I have the ability to be able to produce more and I'll be able to start packaging. Like we do package cookies as well. So we do like bulk ordering, we do catering, ordering, we do orders for business to business as well. Um, but we're looking to uh, start producing enough to start shipping. Okay. So that's the next big thing for us is to start shipping across the U.S. And then, uh, you know, the next plan is to go from U.S. to go to the world because, I mean, there's, people, there's a lot of people in the U.S., but then there's a lot more in the whole world. So, I mean, you know, I tell some of my employees and my kids, you know, we're building a, cook, a cookie empire one back at a time. So that's the plan is to, to grow this business to the point where uh, it is literally everywhere. Uh, you look at stuff like we grew up, uh, you know, and even in Dayton, the biggest things we could think of growing up was like Mike Sales, um, you know, even Esther Price to a degree. Uh, but I'm looking to be big or if not bigger than that when it comes to where we're located and you know really putting Dayton on the map for that I mean Dayton's not really known for food like that so I want to put it on the map you know for the whole world and this be a place where you come to get like a you know one of the original fresh baked cookies from us so that and then there's a few other things we have in the works as well but right now the biggest thing is getting the production kitchen ready ready to roll so we can really pump out some cookies man so I'm excited about that, um, and a few other things coming up. But that's that's the biggest part right now. Oh, man, that's what's up, man. Uh, well, you know, that's pretty. Like I said, I wasn't gonna take up too much of your time, man. I know you're a All busy man. Fun. You got things to do, people to see, cookies to bake, money to make. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Cookies and back money to make. Hey, like look, that. you can, you can. Hey, look, if you if you gonna use it, you can take it, man. If somebody asks you, like, hey. where'd you where'd you get that from? Just just drop uh, my name in my podcast drop now. Your name in there. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> we we've always you get me laugh. We always have, have been able to talk. I never thought about that. You did have a gift for gab too as well. Uh, but that, that's amazing how you come together with people like that, man. But you can always wear my cookies on the cookieologistdyt.com. Okay. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, which is the Cookieologist, and also on our Facebook, which is uh, the Cookieologist CYT. 
Um, and we're there, man. We're here for the long haul. We're here to change lives with these cookies, man. These, these aren't your these aren't your regular moms and pop cookies, man. I got a lot of different cookies to choose from, and we're very um, I don't say culture appropriate. I want to say you know we 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 use what we have from my history growing up, and it's funny because we didn't get into that too much, but uh, I name all of my cookies after some form of event in my life or something that um, either I enjoyed or I enjoy now. So like the notorious, the notorious CHIP that was like, I liked hip hop growing up. I felt like I did. I like R and B too and other stuff. But you know that was like the part of me that I wanted to be, to, to uh, really, you know, kind of be known for. Me. So that was like my my shout out to Biggie. I have a cookie called the Buster Nut, which is my shout out to um, a song called What's the Scenario. Do you remember that song? Yeah, it's uh, definitely. Okay, there was a there was a verse in that song as a kid. Um, that I never understood when I got older, I understood, but that's where the name of that song comes from. Do you research on that if you haven't heard that one before? Uh, but everything's based off of something that I've grown up with or somewhere I'm in now, man. We're just having fun with everything and um, enjoying life, man. Yes, definitely, man. I And no lie, when I wrote these questions down, I don't know why that didn't cross my mind. But in, like, oh. now, that, now that you brought it up, I'm like, man, you do got some like authentic names, like some creative names for uh, for a lot of your cookies, man. But I think that's yeah, also we, a dope idea as well. It's fun, man. It can be a little bit, you know, like I get a lot asked for my, like, hey, you know, what's in your cookies? And like, it's just uh, love, man. That's it. I put love in them. And, I, and then I expect that question because we we definitely walk the tight line of, you know, we mess around with our marketing and, we, and social media to kind of, you know, Oh, yeah. Put it out there. Yeah, it's like we're, we're very edgy, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely. But I like it like that. I like it like that. It's, it's funny, man. I get calls from grandmas that call me like, hey, I want your cookies, but I can't I can't get high in the middle of the day. I'm like, no, man, ain't nothing in these cookies. But, right. you know. You know, but it's it's it, it's hilarious, man. Hey, definitely, because I I remember uh, on a previous conversation I had with you off the air. Of course, <laughs> I was like, man, hold on, bro, are these are these edibles, cuz? And you're like, nah. I'm like, all right, look, I ain't think so, but I just wanted to ask because I'm like, look, man. one, one, you need to up your pricing, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, right? right? I know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey, if you think about one, name one after your boy. Yeah. We, we work, actually, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's, not, that's, that's okay in Ohio and not okay yet. We, we're setting ourselves up for success. Call it, call, it, call it the easy, the, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm just rambling at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but definitely, man, definitely, man. We're we, we getting there, man. But you already gave your tags uh, and where to reach you at. Uh, everybody, this is my man, Isaiah Davis, man, the cookieologist. You know what I'm saying? And he has that name for a reason, man. Come on now. Science and cookies, man. We take it extremely seriously, man. Only use the best ingredients we can use, highest quality, uh, to produce uh, an amazing uh, experience for you that will hopefully have you come back for more and for more. Nostalgia. That's what we're trying to create. Definitely, man. It was good to have you on the show. Like I said, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, this is the first class podcast interviews. I'm here with my man Isaiah Davis, a cookieologist himself. Um, hopefully, you'll be back in later on. We can try to set up another one down the road, bring you back, see where you are, how you've been. Um, but I appreciate the time that you've given me today because that's time that you cannot get back and it was spent wisely. It's a pleasure, man. It's always a pleasure. Thank so, you for your time as well. No doubt, man. Like we always say, man, if you're going to fly, you might as well fly first class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs>